Check. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Jacob and Ian podcast. I am Jacob. And I am Ian. And uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, today, we are going to be talking about some camp experiences. Um, I'm pretty excited about it because Ian, he just got back from camp, and uh, I'd like to hear, because it was his first time, right? It was my first first camp, yep. Yeah, so, and I've been going to camp my whole life, but before we get into that, we have a couple of things that we would talk about. Yep. So, Ian, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, so there was an earthquake a couple of days ago mm-hmm. in California, I think. Yes, uh, it was in California. Earthquake in California. Um, so, it, I don't know how big it was. I don't really remember. Um, but we thought that it would be cool to just talk about some earthquake facts. Um, because I don't know a lot about earthquakes, so I mm-hmm. thought it would be kind of cool to just, just talk about them. Um, so... Jacob, do you want to go first? What's your uh, yeah, yeah, fact? sure. Um, my first uh, fact is that in Haiti there was an earthquake in, mm-hmm. the, in January was, 2010. There was, there was one there. A magnitude of 7.0 on the Richter st- uh, scale, and it killed over 200,000 people. I thought it just people. destroyed some buildings. It did not just do no. that. No. Apparently, it took more. people with us or with them. <laughs> not with us. We did not do the Haiti earthquake. We were not responsible. Uh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that is, sad fact. That is but, pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, okay, so my first fact is there are, on average, 20,000 earthquakes a year. 20,000 Which is about 50 a day. Um, related to that, if you Google search earthquake facts, mm-hmm. and you know how they have, like, the people also ask the little tab oh, yeah, box? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The second question says, word for word, does earthquake happen every day? Does or that's great English. That's not a sentence. It's great English. I mean, does earthquake happen every day? Hey man, does earthquake happen every <laughs> year, man? Come on. <laughs> that was that question was definitely asked by your uncle that lives in South Georgia. Yeah, it, uh, it was. Does it, earthquake happen his name, every his name day? Doug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your second fact? Uh, my second fact is that. Um, it is important during in earthquake prone countries such as Japan. Or California. Okay. Uh, poor California. Those are, California's not a country. Just want to clarify. Get My bad. <laughs> geography, right? Uh, Earthquake-prone places. There we go. Better. Such as California or Japan. Japan. Uh, it is um, important to build buildings um, that will react well with mm-hmm. uh, earthquakes. Like, um, uh, what is it? Like high stress. Yeah. Um, like Concrete. Pillars and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I almost said, like, lift your buildings up, but that's for tsunamis. That's different. That's a little different. That's for the waves. Yeah. And I also, I watched, I think I might have watched, like, a documentary on earthquakes, but Mm -hmm. they make, like, shifting Yeah, no, that's a thing now. I think part of it's because of 9-11. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. The the bombs and stuff, the way they had to build buildings. That's very interesting. So it, like, shifts with the earth. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, you have to be really conscious out there in, like, California. You have to be really smart to build one of those. Yeah. Dude. That's that's like Wow. That's a lot. Um, well, okay. So my second fact is the largest recorded earthquake in the United States was a nine point two out of ten in California, in Alaska, Ooh, Prince William Sound, and it was on Good Friday. Oh, well, not a Good Friday. It was not <laughs> a Good Friday, but didn't an earthquake actually happen on Good Friday? Well, that's what I'm just talking about. No, no, no. Uh, like this year? No, like during like the oh. Good Friday, the Whoa. OG. It wasn't there. The OG. I mean, I think the ground shook. They said. Yeah. yeah so and like then an earthquake. 
curtains tore. So there's probably there's definitely some rumbling going probably. on. Probably sometimes uh, rumbling. But Jesus did not come back on March twenty eighth, nineteen sixty four. No, of that <laughs> that he came Friday. back. He came back in like a leather jacket. Uh, it's a good thing. I'm. I don't. I don't know Alaska super well. I don't know Prince William Sound, Alaska, super well, where that earthquake happened. Mm-hmm. I am willing to bet there's not a lot of people there, though. Yeah. So I think we're so okay. So I think the Haiti one probably did a little more damage. No Maybe. offense, Alaska. Poor, I hear you're really great. I actually feel bad for giving that fact, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about California. California's been getting it hard, man. California has a lot of earthquakes, like, man. They have a lot of earthquakes, a lot of fires. A lot of like drought. There's just a lot going on. Wasn't it like they couldn't flush their toilets because they were in such bad drought, right? I, I didn't hear that, but that I'm pretty could sure that, be it. That might have been California. That should be California. It would sounds like it's like a desert or whatever. It's there's a lot, lot going on. Out it's there. expensive Fires out there. Are, it's very expensive. I pray I don't for know why you want to go out there. Personally. No one ever does, a lot unless you want to get famous, which we might. We might. <laughs> if we get famous, we are not moving to California. Ooh, I'm staying we're right not here. Risking the fires and earthquakes. Heck no. That'd be too much. Um uh also quick side note. Mm-hmm. Uh I know that there's a big thing that came out on Netflix called Stranger Things Three. Yeah. Now let's just touch on that a little bit because I know it's a culture it's very phenomenon it's right very now. Very popular. Now you say you never watched it. Never watched it. Never have. Now I want everyone to go and rate this podcast and give it a one star because Ian's never seen Stranger Things. Yeah. I'm I'm offended. I yeah, I just never never got into it. Well, I think the first season is the best. Okay. The second season is horrible. Okay. Have you watched the third season yet? I'm on the third episode or the second. One of the two. And it's pretty good right now. Not as good as the first one. Don't they film in Georgia? They do. I actually I got a casting call really to be in it. Really? Yeah. So, quick side note: um, there's a marching band. I haven't gotten to it yet in the in the actual um, uh-huh. mo- or yeah, whatever episode. TV show. But there's a marching band in it somewhere, and they needed a drummer. They needed like a drum line, and they were like gave like a casting call, and I looked at it, and I was like, I could do this. I could be in there. I could meet Millie Bobby Brown. She knows Drake. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> She or uh, they call or they wanted me to be in it, but I didn't have like a marching snare, like a drum to play on. Okay, so I didn't get to go. That's, that's but weird. I was very close to meeting. You were the might have, might have, might have, maybe not. They probably weren't even well, there. I don't watch it, so maybe I should. It's really good. Uh, I hear that's what it's I hear. Not, yeah, there's better things on Netflix, but it's definitely something like if you watch it, you'll you'll be thinking about it for a while. I don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about what we are going to talk about today, which is camp. Yes. So, uh, we want to start out by talking about Ian's camp experience, mm-hmm. very first camp very, experience. Uh, yes, very first. So, I went to, well, so, okay. So, earlier in the summer, I went to kids' camp and was a counselor. So, I guess that was like technically my first camp, mm-hmm. but this was students' mm-hmm. camp. It was more of, uh, well, people my age to start with, um, and felt a little more involved in it, more people there. So, went to there, it was at Look Up Lodge in South Carolina. Um, didn't know this was like at the top of South Carolina. Yeah, it's pretty far. It's pretty far up. Yeah. Uh, but, so went up there, where it was at, and 
you know, I'd never been to a camp before, so I didn't really know what to expect. And the reason I'd never been to a camp was because I played baseball all growing up, so my summers were always just baseball-filled, and I didn't have a lot of time. What a loser. I know. Sorry. So, never been to a camp, and went to this one as not even a camper, but I was went as a leader, um, and... So went up there and honestly really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was more fun than I thought I would have. And I think, I think the reason that it was so much fun is because I think I I'd always had this idea with camps that you always hear people um, come back and it's like change their know, life. Camp changed their life, yeah. and camp was this like massive uh, revival mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just never understood that and how that could happen over a couple of days. And after going to camp, I still don't know that. Oh, wow. um, so uh, I I think I def- but I think what it is, and I think the best part about of camp that I got is that just the community that you like have to have. Right. And I think so. And I think when people have those experiences, it's because of stuff like that. And the just the fact that you just spend. Um, so Greg, Greg Boone, who is, um, the like head of the camp, mm-hmm. he talked to us leaders the first day. He's a smart guy. And he is a smart guy. And he said, told us that, you know, when you think about it, you spend everyone's, most every Wednesday night during the year mm-hmm. with your kids and you spend about hour and a half with them and you have, you know, you do that 50 times or whatever. So that's like 50, 60 hours, something like that. Okay. And then at camp, you're spending pretty much five straight days with them. Yeah. So 24 times five is a lot. About 100 hours. hours. A lot of hours. So you're spending almost a year's worth of hours with your kids over a five-day period. Yeah. Which So when you put it into perspective like that, I think that's where you see impacts happen. I think it's – and maybe it's different with other camps, but the way LookUp does it, they they really focus on that community part of it and building those relationships, which – so I th- that was the biggest thing I got out of it is, is like leaving camp. I had that feeling of, I didn't want to leave because it has just been so much fun spending every hour of my life with 55 of my best friends and yeah. getting to do everything with them and grow with them and see them learn new things and see them, um, become different people. So I think it's not that, um, I think what I think my my problem was that the stigma I had going in wasn't wrong. Like I think that camp does lead to those things, but I think it's because of just the community it builds. I think that's okay. where the impact actually happens. Is maybe not necessarily like this phenomenal, you know, completely changed teaching. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that you're going through these things and you're learning these new things, but instead of going through them alone, you're with 55 people that you're super close with so and you're spending all your time. I with. would say, I guess your perspective or your, your expectations going into it weren't wrong. They were just shifted to, they were, yeah, they were like, yeah. they were like misconstrued. Almost. Yeah. Like they were just yeah. put in the wrong. I think I was putting, I was putting the emphasis in the wrong place. I gotcha. think is what it was. I think I was thinking, how is this teaching so much different at camp than it is anywhere mm-hmm. else? Like, why is that? What is leading people to have these big changes in their life but i was wrong it's that what's leading these people to have these big changes in their life is you spend all these time with your friends and you're like wow like 
this is awesome. Like, I want to go yeah. through these things together. It's like one big sleepover with all your friends. And it, I mean, it really is. Yeah. Like, it's like you're literally spending five straight days of your life with all these people that, for me, I was super close with going into. But now I'm you're like this. ten times closer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. really, it's, I didn't know that I was going to be able to get that close to all them. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was super awesome. And that's what I think, that's where you have that effect of you don't want to leave. It's really, you know, even though Lookup Lodge is a great camp to go to and they have a lot of awesome things going on, it's really more of like, well, like, I just don't want to, I want to keep doing now, things with them. They Look Up Lodge, you said they, they put the emphasis on community. Mm-hmm. So what what did they do in the camp to build a community? Or how... That's awkward. <laughs> Just got a phone call. Sorry. That was... A telemarketer or... I think so. We should keep that in. We keep that in. We're okay. keeping it in. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, how are you asking how they build community? Yeah, yeah. How do they build community or do they leave it yeah. just on your own just to do it? So so what they do, which is really interesting, again, it's not like I had camp experience going into it, um, but what they do to, to do that is they obviously have camp counselors, college kids, and they really put all the heavy lifting on them. Mm-hmm. In one sense, so the camp counselors lead small group. They do. Um, they help lead all the games and stuff like that. So the leader, us leaders, there's not a lot on us, other than just growing with our kids. Okay. And you know, so we don't have to worry about small group plans. We really don't have to worry about making sure we get every single detail of what Greg says right because we don't have to lead small group. Um, we don't have to worry about you know doing the games or like figuring out know how the games work because they do all the games and so all that it just takes a lot of stress off of you and makes it to where like i can just walk around and check in with every kid and make sure they're having a good time and building a relationship with them and i don't have to feel like i have to be somewhere doing something else i can just be outside during Mm -hmm. free time hanging with the kids and doing whatever they want to do and um me and them which is uh, I say kids, but they're really only like a couple years younger than me, so yeah. I don't really mean kids, kids. Um, but bros. yeah, bros, sis, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounded weird. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the best. That's what I enjoy the most about it is I already felt close to a lot of people in the youth group, um, and but now coming out of it, I'm like, wow, like I feel like I know them so much better. And that's cool. It's it was one of the most enjoyable. I think I've done. I think my experience from Look Up Lodge specifically and your experience was different because I w- came as a camper and you going in as like a leader. It was just a leader. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really cool. How I mean, as a as a leader in there, you're you're kind of just you're not forced to do anything. You just like just make friends or just mm-hmm. like build community. Mm-hmm. And like as a camper. I just was like, okay, have fun. Just go have fun. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think that's great. I think the uh, the freedom that camps in general just allow really, I think, really helps the um, overall, like, how much fun you had and how, like, if you're going to come back is based on how much freedom you have in the camp. Because mm-hmm. if it's like, a, like okay, at 10.30 we're doing this, and at 10.35 you got to go here, and at 10.30 or 10.40 you got to go here that's like so structured it feels like a school day yeah and i think the um you being a leader or whatever and just building a community and just doing whatever by playing foursquare or yeah. playing 
Yeah. What is it called? The ro- r- rocket ball. Yeah, carpet, carpet ball. ball. Sorry, I didn't even know that was a game until I got there. And apparently, it's that like is a the fun, thing. It fun is fun. Game. I think we're gonna try to build a carpet ball. I've been trying to get people to build carpet church. ball tables forever. So spoilers, but we're trying to get carpet ball built for the church. Um, but um, yeah, no, and it was awesome too, watching all of the students like get with people that they probably wouldn't get with and if they only had an hour and a half. Because like, if mm-hmm. you only have an hour and a half at church every Wednesday night, you want to be able to be with your friends, you want to be able to see your friends, catch up with your friends, hang out with them. There's obviously a small group where you're with certain people that you're with every Wednesday. There's a, there's a, not a lot of time to like go out and see everybody else if you don't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Especially with camp, there's just massive chunks of time every day where you can do whatever you want. And yeah. you can, you know, and so you have these times and you're going to go out and um, be with people that you probably wouldn't normally be with if you only had an hour and a half. But when you have mm-hmm. five days, it's like, well, I'm going to go see him because I might as well hang out and get closer you with have nothing him. else to do. Exactly. I have nothing else to do. Um, so that was really cool to see, too. Um, see our kids uh, that are um, more leaders um, mm-hmm. than have leadership qualities themselves, and they're still growing and seeing them, like, be able to go out and hang out with people they probably wouldn't normally on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night. It really makes me happy to see that and see them grow and see them just become the people that they can be. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you had fun, and I'm glad you didn't come back and you're like, oh, I hated camp. <laughs> Which I don't think you would ever do that. But No, it would It would have to be really bad yeah. for me I to think, do that. I think I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Now, let's let's shift gears from the experience and go into the teaching. Yeah. So what did – so Greg Boone <clears> – <throat> Spoke right. Yes, he is. He's the camp director. He does. Did all he wear speaking. all white every day? Yeah. So apparently, we're trying uh, there. He wears a white shirt and jeans every time every he time he stage. preaches. Yeah. And obviously, it's very noticeable. Like you notice it every time. So apparently, there's a reason behind it. Okay. So this is his reason. Do you know it? It's I, yeah. It's okay. some. If I'm wrong, then just correct me. But it, I think from what I heard. Was it's because it's supposed to represent like purity because white represents purity. Is that what you heard? What have I you mean, heard? That's better than mine. What did you hear? White is like a standout color. So when it's hit with lights, people are, it's like a bright thing. So if uh, he was like wearing a black shirt, it'd be like, yeah. you. I mean, it's not like you can't see him. It's just softer on the huh. eyes. So if yeah. he was wearing a white shirt, it's like bright. That makes sense. If, if you like wore like a neon pink shirt, it'd be the same way. But yeah. I think white fit suits him better. I think white does better. But yeah. purity sounds cooler. I th- yeah, I don't remember who said that, but I heard that. Maybe they were just lying to me. Um, either way, either way. Uh, so so yeah, so he talked, um, and it was really cool. So what he what he focused on, and he said this multiple times, was that this camp was not about making people become believers, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. So he didn't he wanted to focus this camp not on uh, converting, I guess, as much, um, which I th- think was really cool because I think a lot of times that's what we we think of camp. That's what we think. That's of, what it is. Is that's like just the whole shtick. bringing people in. But I think when you think about it, if you're going to camp, unless you were just forced to, which is a very small majority of people, you had to choose to go to camp, yeah. and you had to commit financial resources to go to camp. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you want to be there, and if you obviously want to be at a Christian camp, you probably have at least christian tendencies you know like you obviously have there or you're yeah, a part you know, of you the church about or, yes, somehow or exactly another. so you at least know and so what he focused on and kind of his what he weaved throughout all the teachings 
was this idea of, okay, if you believe in the cross and you believe Jesus died for you, was raised from the dead, and wiped away your sins, if you believe that story, what is the story that comes after it of your life? And Good word. So he, he focused on uh, John 15, which uh, talks about being the true vine and that Jesus is the true vine yeah. and abiding in him. Um, it's like one of the I am statements. It is one of the I am statements. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's seven of them in John, I think, seven or eight. Um, Something like that. Somewhere in there. Uh, so it's one of them, and he really focused on this idea of abiding through the whole week and this idea of abiding in his word, abiding in his love, and abiding in his joy. And how, and again, kept referring back to, if you don't believe in the story, then this doesn't apply to you. You can't abide in his word if you don't believe in him. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in him first, but that's not what this is about. This is for the people who already believe in him. And Solid. taking that next step. Yeah. Which is always really cool. Um, because, and I told, really cool, the, I told our students that at the start of camp, after the first night, when he kind of went over that, I told them, I was like, I think this is really awesome because I think we have a church full of people who believe. It's mm-hmm. just they need to know where that next step is. They do. And so I was really excited about that, told them that that first night, and then got to watch them throughout the week, learn more about that, and figure figure stuff out of what they needed, needed to do with it. Um, so he talked a lot about just this idea of abiding and um, how God lifts us up and brings us into his fold and brings us closer to him. But we, we talked about at least our church. Um, we talked about this idea of a garden and when you, when you garden, you know, you're, you're planting stuff, you're keeping up with it all the time. And the only way you don't have a gardener, a farmer, gardener, farmer, both analogies. Work. Same thing. Um, <clears throat> so you have this idea of that. And the farmer or gardener doesn't have a lot of control. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't control the weather. No. They can't really control what the plants do. They can't control bugs. They can't control animals coming in. They can try their best, but they, tr- they, they yeah. can try their best, but they really can't do anything. Yeah, they really just they plant the seeds down and they go up. But at the same time, if the farmer doesn't keep up with it, it's gonna the garden's gonna suck. Right. But they also, at the same time, don't have control over it. Whoa. So we talked about that idea a lot and how it really is just this perfect encapsulation of what we are as humankind. That if we don't have a lot of control over what happens, but we have to keep up with it at the same time. Because if we don't, we're going to fall flat on our face. Mm. And our garden, our life, is gonna win uh, willow yeah willow is that, a, is that the right word uh we'll just go with fall flat can't tell you i don't uh, know fall flat i feel like that's a better word for no me. it's wither 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 not widow widow is like I said a lady willow willow I said willow like blue willow I was like thinking, the restaurant i was thinking like weeping willow weeping okay well i'm just hungry i just thought of the <laughs> restaurant <laughs> uh so what, wait, what was the word again wither 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 your wither. garden will wither if yes. you don't keep up with it yes um, but at the same time, you don't have control, which actually led to an interesting point that I never thought about. That's actually a great argument for God's sovereignty and free will. Boom. Which is, I never even thought about that, but Greg said that, and I was like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. That My man. That shows that God has all the power over us, but at the same time, we have to make good choices. Dude. Which kind of blew my mind Take when he said that. Take that, atheists. Um, 
<laughs> just Roasted. kidding. Just kidding. Uh, that was a TKO, top deck. Um, but uh, so, anyways, that's what he really focused on a lot was this idea of like we have to come to him and abide in him because that's where our power and our source of life is coming cool. from. So even though we don't really have any power, we still have to make the choices to be a part of him and right. be a part of his fold. And John 15. To grow. John 15, which is That's just it. a phenomenal yeah. chapter anyways, if you never. So, I mean, it's no Romans. It is no Romans. But that's but. Not, John, I will say this, John is number two behind Romans for me. You think so? I think John is the best gospel. Mm. Quick, real quick, rank the gospels. Rank the gospels, which Ooh. sound that sounds bad. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> uh, but well, that's, uh, that's a segment for later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, all the gospels are phenomenal. They're but all we great. all have our personal favorites. I will go. Hmm. I think, I think Mark. I think Mark's might might be favorite. really. Yeah, I like Mark because it's the easiest to read. Okay. I like it because it's like the it, the, the stories are so short okay. and so small that. If someone who doesn't know how to read a Bible, that's what you tell them to go to. Okay, like, that's go a good read, point. Go read Mark. That's a good point. Because the stories are really small. The chapters are, that's a small little book. Yeah. I mean, it's no. That's a good point. You what raise, is it? It's you like Matthew or something where it's like all the genealogies in Matthew 1. Matthew's got genealogies because it is the one written to Jewish Yeah, people. so if yeah. it's like you're a new Christian and you're like, go read Matthew. And you read Matthew 1 and you're like, that's a good point. what the heck? So that okay, marks so my, Mark 1. Mark is my, my number one. John's probably my number two because okay. I've read it the most. Okay. Uh, uh, Luke. It's three. Luke and then Matthew. Okay. And I might switch Luke up to to up to two just because of the story of Jesus. Yeah. Just really cool. Yeah. It's told really well in Luke. I agree. Mm, yeah. I would go. I would go. Mark, Luke, John, Matthew. Okay. So my my John is my favorite because okay. I've done a full uh, Bible study and part of it a full in depth thing on it so i i know the most about it and i understand the most yep. about it and i just think it's the most interesting because it's a lot of teaching and okay. it's not as much uh it's just a lot of jesus speaking it is um, a lot. which i just love that so and it's also got the high priestly prayer in full which i think is like one of the greatest texts cool stuff biblical anyways so john's one for me luke's number two for me because it's got the most stuff like it's just it's got a lot. Chances are, if Jesus did something, it's in Luke. Like mm-hmm. if and if, if it's something we know about, it's like Luke, Luke has got it. Luke sixty-two four. Phenomenal birth study. Picks up a rock. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal birth story. Mm-hmm. And Luke really goes through it all. So Luke's two. Matthew's three. I like I like Matthew. I think Matthew does a good job with okay. the birth too, and I don't know. I like how it's written because it's like written specifically to Jewish people, and so I think it's kind of interesting how that differs. And then I just marks marks four just because I don't I don't really go to Mark a lot. Yeah, like I feel like because I mean Mark seems like the last because if you want to look up something like oh let's look up Jesus yeah, riding like in I'm the Nazareth the, like, you're not gonna go to Mark. Yeah, like Mark has them, but they're also usually in somewhere else too. Yeah, so it's easier to and just it's probably go explained better and in depth. Exactly, but I do agree with your point. If to, you're just jumping in from the start, Mark's a good place to start. Mark is where to go. Yeah, Mark or like Hebrews. Hebrews is good. Hebrews is up there too. Hebrews, Hebrews, First Peter, Romans, the Gospels, all oh, great. We're books. definitely gonna rank our Bible books on the podcast. We're all sixty-six. <laughs> I think I could maybe do it. You think so? I've at least read out of all sixty-six. I don't have an opinion on all sixty-six. I don't have an opinion on most of the uh, 
of like the ma- the major profits. Mm-hmm. Minor profits, I do have okay. opinions on. So this surprisingly. is surprisingly slightly off topic. So at the at the camp, there's obviously camp counselors, and they were ours were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a camp camp counselor. Camp counselors, they're so awesome. cool. Shout out to uh, I told Preston about this. So hey, maybe Preston. he'll listen. So Preston, we got uh, Kylie was Preston's helper. Kylie was awesome. Okay. Um, we got Gabe, um, which he was awesome. And then Savannah was uh, incredible. Lauren Daigle-esque voice. Wow. I mean, she, oh. it was it Oh, wait, was wait, good. wait. What is her name again? Savannah. Just said it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have a tattoo on her arm? I don't remember. I, I didn't. Wasn't. Yeah. Okay, so no. when I was there, no idea. there was this girl who had an amazing singing voice. Okay. She was our team leader. Okay. And she had a tattoo on her on her forearm. Okay, it wasn't her because go. she had never been our team leader before. Okay. Savannah had never been our team leader, but she was awesome. Incredible okay. voice. Well, she uh, the girl I'm talking about, I don't know her name, but great tattoo. Okay. She's pretty cool. I offered Savannah a p- position at our church as a uh, side worship leader, side which worship I don't think I have authority to do, but I still not. offered it to her. Um, well, so maybe she'll come. Please do not but accept <laughs> Ian's request because it's probably not right. But at the same sure. time, accept it. Because at the same time, come. we would love to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but okay, so anyways, where I was going with that is so apparently they do like a Bible study mm-hmm. each morning, and each camp counselor like gets a little spot they have to learn about, and so they do. So at the camp, this is gonna be a long way to sort of get to my point. But at the camp, they do like skits, you know. Yeah, and they're some of them are some of them are really funny. Some, some of them are not. Some of them um, are funny. And so, but there's one main guy who's in uh, his name's Thomas. Okay. And Tom, um, I think he was there when you were there. Tommy. Um, but this year he was there, um, did an incredible job as a knockoff LeBron James. Okay. And had a friend who was a <laughs> knockoff Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, so, anyways, so Thomas and two other guys worked uh, the swing. There's this giant, like, swing yeah. thing, which is pretty cool. Good old swing. And so when I was up there one day, they were talking about their Bible study they had to do. There you go. And Thomas had to do Ruth. Ruth, which I did a study on Ruth a couple months ago. So Thomas was having to do a study on Ruth now, and Thomas was not happy that he had to do Ruth. I'll just put it that <laughs> way, uh, and said that there was uh, much better options, which yeah, Ruth, I just thought it was Ruth funny because I don't really know. I don't know if I'd be able to do. He said he was more of a Boaz guy, but, Boaz, <laughs> um, which I just the reason I say that is I just think it's really funny that like mm-hmm. when you get to a certain point in Christianity, you can just be like, man. Let's be honest. Ruth kind of sucks. Ruth kind of like, <laughs> like yeah. I, she's not. She's not my favorite. If I, I'm no. much more of like a, I don't really remember much, much more. About of, Ruth. I'm much more of an Esther gal. Esther, oh yeah, Esther knows you're, what's you're up. You're an Esther gal, is what you said. Ooh, ooh. Esther guy. <laughs> Esther guy is what I meant. Esther is a Esther gal. Bro. I'm an Esther bro. <laughs> uh, and shout out to Esther. Shout out, shout out to Rahab too. Rahab. She was clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, really <laughs> pulling those guys through on a basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we get a lot of pub, you know, with Paul going through the roof in a basket mm-hmm. and an axe. Yeah. Shout out to Rahab, though. I mean, she put them. The unsung them hero. Unsung hero of Esther, <laughs> if we're being honest. I mean, really clutch job. We need to get her her own book. We need to get we need to get Rahab on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> Rahab, if you are out there. <laughs> if you're out there, please come on the podcast. Come on we the have podcast. lots of questions. Uh, anyways. That was a long one. We should we should rank we should rank our books in one podcast. We should all sixty six. How it might be, kind of, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll we make would it have interesting. A, we could I could find I can make an opinion on all of them. If I oh yeah, to, but. yeah, yeah. All right. So last thing, uh, we're gonna start ending the podcast with some different segments. 
Yes, um, and this one and is And we're going to kind of try them out. This one, though, we feel good about. Uh, so this segment is called Bible Verse Out of Context. Mm. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read you a Bible verse. And it's going to sound really weird out of context, and that's yes. the goal. Um, so we're going to read it to you. We're going to tell you a little bit about it, but we're not going to give it all to you because we want you to go read the Bible. One of the things Greg talked about was abiding in the Word, reading more about it. I know a lot of people at our Tying church together, that man. are going to be... Um, I know that I know there's a lot of people at church who are getting started on Bible studies and stuff. Um, cool. I don't know if you want to start Hosea, but uh, to all the people that went, um, Hosea is pretty it's good. Be a little, Hosea is pretty good. I've yeah. read it. That's good. It's got good stuff. All the minors are are pretty good. Most of the minors are really. They're good. They're kind of the That's same thing. It's like Habakkuk's the best one. Habakkuk is great. I don't. You can't. Really, I don't think you can dispute that. But and Jonah's pretty good too. Yeah, Jonah. It gets overplayed. It's classic. Though. It's yeah. overplayed. Overplayed. <laughs> Just like reckless love. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, all right, so Bible verse out of context. This is Hosea 1-2. So let me read it to you. It says, When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, go, take to yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So, all right. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we won't. So, <laughs> so Hosea, was, like you said, minor prophet. In the Old Testament, uh, it's right after Daniel, another good, another good prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, Hosea is a little long. Wow, hey, Hosea is fourteen chapters. Didn't fully realize that, uh, but it's in between Daniel and Joel. If you have the same Bible as me, it's on page seven hundred fifty-one. Don't know why you would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just thought I would throw that out there. Was turning to page, uh, like, so not... it might be there. Yeah. Um, and so this is when Hosea is called by God to become a prophet. Okay. And that is all we're going to tell you about that really incredible verse of just. I didn't know that the word whoredom could be used three times Lord, in the same Lord. sentence, but somehow the Lord, the Lord, just God Almighty, fit it in, whoredom put right whoredom there. into. Th- I mean, okay, he actually he didn't put whoredom because he didn't speak English, but I mean, no, he probably put which is Hebrew. Is that Hebrew for whoredom? Yeah. Wow. Wow. You gonna get that tattooed on your arm too? On my forehead, like right on right above the eyebrow. Like, what does that say? It says I'm a whore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God, who's not only a perfect creator, but also a perfect writer, has this great first first impression in Hosea. I mean, what do you think went through Hosea's head? Like, imagine Hosea is like just this... Oh, I don't know. this guy out there. He's a godly guy. So. Godly guy, and then all of a sudden, the first thing you hear from the Lord is, go marry a whore. I'd be like, well, <laughs> I mean... No, <laughs> I would hate that. I can tell you one thing: I would be confused. Yeah, uh, but go read Hosea chapter one and figure out what's next. <laughs> yeah. Um. All so, right. Well, yeah. let's wrap it up. Okay. Um. We we're gonna have these podcasts out. We decided every Wednesday. I think so. We're gonna sworn issue for you. So every time you you log on to podcasts or Spotify, An- Spotify or Anchor, Anchor, anything. yeah. Um. Uh. You can. See us there. Yeah. Yep, we'll be there. Um, every Wednesday. Uh, what else do I have to say? Um, if if you know us and have segment ideas, oh yes, please, please tell us. We're welcome us to them. Because, um, because this is great. This is. A great I think point. this is going to be a good segment. Oh, I yeah. think at the very least it's going to cause people to talk about us. Mm-hmm. Or talk about the Bible. Which is, that's Which is the more real important. Goal. That's the real goal. But it would be better if they talked about us. Well, no. No. <laughs> I, say that? I, I didn't say that. What was that? Dang it. Who's Gosh. that? Hey, dude, Elijah, get out of here. Uh, 
Who is it? Who is my uncle? My crazy. Well, we Doug. Were, Doug. <laughs> Doug, Doug. Get out of here. Doug, the South Georgia uncle who yes. asked, does earthquake. Yes. Was the quote, Do does earthquake. Does earthquake. Happen, happen. every day. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. Shout out to my man, yeah. Doug. Um, okay. Right, anything, I can't think of anything else. Oh, uh, we added music we to our, our podcast. So if you like it, let us know. If you hate it. Let us know. We're gonna be, yeah, we're gonna play with it. This yeah, gonna we're gonna little, see what happens. Different. Jake is a musician, so he's gonna a little bit cook up some different itty bitty. But. but yes. Um. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week. Uh, thanks for. Thank you. All right. See you.